Hello guys and welcome back to another fanfic reading. I know it's been quite a while. The holidays are almost over and all we have left is to welcome the new year which has been less than favorable when it comes down to uh, the overall health of the majority of the people. But we're going to keep on being strong and we're just gonna relax and have a good time and hopefully we'll all be able to just be welcoming the new year in a better sense of direction. I'm sorry, I'm trying to be happier for people, but it's been a rough year. I think we could all admit that. <laughs> but anyways, our reading is called Davi's Villainous Queen. It is available on Archive of Our Own, and like always, the description and the link will be down below. Thank you. Your nails dug into your skin, your palm covering your mouth, trying not to make a noise. Shoulders shook vigorously. How did this happen? When did this all go wrong? Your lady-in-waiting, Catherine, curled beside you. Her tears dripped steadily onto the dirty stone floor. Her green dress crumpled with the dirt, her small frame just too delicate. How much longer till John could find you? You glanced at the older brother, Prince Matthew, his complexion paled with terror. Your blood boiled at his sight, pathetic whimpering fool. Footsteps can be heard from the outside of the door, approaching quickly. One hand lifted from your mouth, traveling to the pocket of your skirt. It must be the enemy, or maybe some foe. You were not going to go down easily. The shadow blocked the light from underneath your door, and your breath caught in your lungs. Eyes narrowed at the tips of your nails, cutting into your flesh. The dagger feels lighter, like a part of your own body. With the spring, the door opens. Sir John stood at the door, his silver armored, now scarred and splattered. Prince, princess, I'm sorry, we can only retreat with one. Take me! Your brother begged, his body leaning forward on his knees. Choose between the two of you. The army is fast approaching. The words barely processed as your brother arose. I will go. I will be alive and I will avenge our father. Wait, your lady in waiting cried. What about us? I'm so sorry. We'll have another carriage come as fast as it can, John said, and the sadness was evident in his golden eyes. Go, John, you say, taking a deep breath. Take the coward with you. He will be of no use to hear anyways. Your brother's black eyes glared at you with all the hatred he could muster. He didn't mother a word in defense of himself. He knew he would be easily killed. Well, at least you had your cunning nature to rely on. I will stay and fight with you, John said. You shook your head, curls shifting from your waist. Go, and make sure at least our mother gets away safely and comes back in one piece. Giving him a teary smile, you felt might be your last. John stood still, but your brother pulled on his arm. We need to go. 
John's eye lowered, and with one last bow, he left with your brother in tow, the loud steps of his goodbyes echoing deep in your bones. Between clenched teeth, he took deep breaths. Princess, Catherine whispered through the heart-wrenching sobs. You grabbed onto her red hair, pulling her into your arms. We will make it through. Put your faith in me, you whispered back. But we can't stay here. She nodded, and slowly you both rose. We will need to make it to the servants' hall. There are many pathways out through there. We both took deep breaths, preparing for the treacherous road ahead. And peeking through the door, you could hear the faint sounds of screams. But the path in front was clear. The yellow walls flickering with flames. And grabbing a hold of Catherine's hand, you both ran, your fabric slippers padding on the floor. Stop! A man's voice yelled through the hall. Run! You yelled at Catherine. She let go of her hand as she ran, holding up her skirts as high as she could. Hardy steps pounded on the floor. We can't both make it out the same way. Your eyes closed and you turned to the other hall, hoping to at least reach the dining area. Perhaps a soldier would follow you and Catherine can live to see another day. Your eyes focused on the blend in the hall. Just one more hall and you'd make it to the dining room with a servant's kitchen. Heavy steps sounded close and your lungs burned with cold breaths. Ears pounded in tune with your heart and your legs ache. You couldn't stop now when you could see the frame of the dining room in sight. A hand pulled you back onto a plate of metal. Sharp pain ricocheted at your back. A shriek of pain and surprise escaped your lips. Caught you, princess. A voice mocked. You struggled to get free, but two hands held firm and pushed you down to the floor. Kicking and screaming, your attacks as much as you could. A little help. The man yelled and three sets of hand help held you down. We should take her to the Lord, another man answered. They seemed to agree as you yelled profanities that would make a drunken bastard blush. They dragged you to the throne room, your throat raw and dry with the screams of your distaste. A small gathering of six guards dressed in assassin's cloak, bearing the house symbols of the Todoroki house, but with the strange flames added. Your eyes narrowed at them, your lips pressed into a thin line. How unexpected. A voice came from the group of men, but it sounded familiar. The group parted, allowing you to see the speaker. A bitter smirk decorating your face. Oh? What's the matter, princess? You missed me? Ha! You said with a mocking laugh. I'm going to take that as a yes. Toya said with an unbefitting smile. You took notes of his appearance, which had changed so drastically that you almost had to recognize him, if not for the dark, raspy voice that sent shivers through your spine. He sat at your father's throne, head held high, looking down at you.
Hence, once silver hair, now blackened, the beautiful clear complexion now looks so odd, golden hoops adoring his ears, nose, and lips, burned scars on his lower jaw, and you couldn't see below the neckline of his black blouse, but his arms looked burnt as well. His slim fingers still intact, but whatever had happened to him could not have been good. What's the matter? The cat got your tongue? No. I just almost couldn't recognize you, Toya. You spat his name. His smile darkens. The crown of your father slanted on his head. The Toya you know is dead. It's Dobby now. He said, getting off your father's throne, his little boots making their way down the small stairs. I don't give a shit about what you call yourself. You'll always be the bastard son of Enji. This made his smiles fade, but return ever bigger, stretching his face in a terrifying manner. Well, darling, he said while approaching you, two men let go of your feet as the other two pushed you onto your knees. I would be reconsidering that if I were you. You rolled your eyes at him. He now towered over you, his, your face at his waist, and you can see the stitching in the black trousers, rage bubbling in your head. He took a knee, looking deep into your eyes, his blue eyes scorching, much like flames of blues. Even through the rage, you knew better, and swallowing your choice words, for him, you didn't let your scowl move from your face. Don't you want to know why? No, I'd much rather not he be here for your bullshit. Thank you. He laughed enthusiastically. See, this is what I like about you. Not an ounce of fucks to give. He said, holding your chin between your thumb and pointer finger. You could feel the cold metal of his rings against your neck. Well, glad I could be entertaining. Now, fuck off. Oh, no, 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 he tissed and pushed back his black hair. How could I ever abandon my beautiful wife? The confusion of your face must have been noticeable as he continued. Yes, I know you were engaged to Natsu, baby girl, but I think your kingdom would be better off with me. You pulled forward to slap him, but the guards pulled you back. Dobby gestured for them to let go of your arms, and you fell forward, barely stopping yourself from falling. Your palms hit the intricately tiled floors. I don't want your brother, and be assured that I don't want you either. See, this is not a hostile takeover. Our marriages were arranged and I have the power to keep that arrangement. I know that you are not uh, stoked to marry soon. And how many months away is that? Two or three at max? I'm sure your wedding dress is somewhere in that room of yours, but I won't force you. In fact, I'll offer you a place at my side. Sweet and all-consuming revenge. We both know your brother would sell you out for pennies. Your father did power, but I offer you much more. 
His words sounded like the devil that had lured its victim with the sweetest of honey. You raised your head, gazing deep into the burning blue eyes. The past made clear and silence. The bargaining of your future, how your father and brother had planned your life at their convenience. And you wouldn't be able to say a word without being beaten. How your mother had comforted you, explaining how this is the way it would always be. How things would hurt less if you stopped fighting. If your brother did come back, he would still just use you as a pawn. Dobby's hand touched yours, breaking into your thought. Think about it, he whispered, his raspy voice crawling through your brain. What do you get out of this? I highly doubt you're such a generous soul. He chuckled low, making your gut knot. We'll discuss this later. How about dinner tonight? You shut your shoulders. Smart woman. He turned to his guards dressed in robes. Take her to her room and make sure she doesn't escape. They grab at your arms. Stop, you yell as the pain return. Don't grab her unless necessary. Dobby shouted and immediately they let go. As long as she's going to work with me, there's no need to be hostile. Remember, she could be my future wife. And you got up to your feet and marched to your room, men in tow. You locked the door behind you. More for your safety than fear, as you knew Toyo was the type of man who would keep to his word, but this new identity of Dobby terrified you. He made your body shiver all the way to your toes to your head. Your face heated as you replayed your encounter, his body so close, whispering in your ear, and you slapped your own face. Oh no, 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 no. This is not good. I need a plan. I need a contract. I can't just trust them. Who sat at your vanity, the mirror horrified you, showing you a face of disheveled woman, hair everywhere, dirt and dust mixing into the folds of your skirts and shirt. No, this won't do. You said to the mirror, determined, you opened a door to the shocked guards. Tell your lord Dobby that I require water and a maid for a bath, or else he can eat by himself. Not fighting for a response, you slammed the door. Taking out your manila paper, you began to draft some of your conditions. Three drafts later, and a knock came from the door. You hope it was that much-needed bath. Rising, you opened the door, and to your delight, Catherine was standing, holding a bucket, accompanied by many familiar faces of a maid's duel doing the same. You invited them in, pulling Catherine aside. What are you doing here? You say, holding her in your arms. They weren't killing servants who didn't fight, so most are just fine, she said as she buried her face into your neck. And you, are you unharmed? Yes, I'm fine, besides a few scrapes. They thought I was a royal maid or something, since I was fine with all the servants. Tears began to swell down your face, and for the first time you sobbed openly. All the fear and all the choices you had to make came blubbering out in a warped mess. Wow. What are you going to do? I'm going to take his offer, you said between sobs. But if your brother comes back, 
you'll be killed right along with him if he doesn't forgive you and, you know, makes your life worse. No, I won't let it happen. Catherine stepped back in shock. Are you? Are you willing to fight your own brother? You wiped away your tears. I've already accounted for every possibility. Even if I do say I was forced, nothing would change my brother's mind. Punishment will always happen, so I must look out for my own interest. Catherine's green eyes looked away, and she knew it too. Your hands intertwined. Just make sure you know what you're doing. I do, you said as she helped you undress. You made your way through the hall, your head held high and your shoulders back. Your dress draped along the floor, your chest covered by a transparent mesh of black lacing. A guard announced your presence as you waltzed into the dining room. All of the place looked as beautiful as ever, food adorned the tables, and of course, Dobby sat at his head, staring at you expectantly, documents by his side, and he took a seat at the end, and he shook his head. No, no. My wife belongs on my side. Not 10,000 leagues away. Come, sit here. You stood and made your way over to his right side and sat beside him. Your black morning dress draped over your seat. Now eat. You didn't bother to obey, but instead pulled out your own forms and slid them on the table. Oh, what's this? It's called a contract, you said flatly. Uh, well, I guess I'll have to revise this with much delicacy. He held the forms reading through the papers. You know, you shouldn't starve yourself on my account. Your mouth dropped, but you quickly recuperated. You turned your nose up with a sturdy huff, and he shook his head and repressed a laugh. But he ate and read in silence. Well, I got what you wanted, and everything is way too much to my liking. Well, I'm not stupid, and our interests have overlapped. You say, taking a sip of wine. Well, I do agree with giving you your own property. You can have your own personal servants back, but I'm surprised that you're willing to support me against your brother. That just confirms that you are exactly the perfect woman for me. And of course, me being with you will in turn make me the king and legitimize it. Your presence will make sure the people can't rise against me. I figured, you say. But I'd like to add my own conditions. Mm. You said, your eyes narrowing. If your brother does manage to arrange the support he needs, I want you to play victim. Your head turned to him. What? You heard me. Plus, I will give you an allowance that you can spend as you wish. Also, keep your dowry. You can use it for anything you want except betraying me, because of course if you do, I will strangle you in our marriage bed. Yes, you heard me right, our marriage bed. You can keep your chambers, but you must sleep with me and eat with me. You stood quiet as you figured he'd be forced into his chambers, but for the sake of the alliance, you could swallow your pride. Fine. Wow cooperative aren't you yes but I do have my own special request 
yes, anything you want, my darling wife of mine. He said with his arms dramatically outstretched and a wide smile. I want to know why you're doing this. His hands came down, waving away the cart as he waited until you were both alone. He pulled out a ring from his trousers and placed it one on his hand and the other in yours. Prepared, aren't we? Yes, I am. This plan has been in its way for five years now. Five years ago, in fact, the day you were promised to not sue. And I was told, even though I'm the oldest, I'm not to succeed the line. That I wouldn't be considered a legitimate heir to the throne. So, I thought, why not me? I am more than capable. And if it isn't handed to me, that would be just fine. He said with a vicious grin, I can take it. Well done then. You gave him a sarcastically slow applause. He got out of his seat and bowed to you, and you couldn't help the dry laugh that came from your throat. See what I mean? You're perfect. He took his seat and placed your hand in his. I know, when you rejected your engagement and walked off with your head held high. How could you forget such a moment that you had rejected his brother, which had led to multiple lashings and days of nothing but water to settle your hunger? You had been fevered for days after that, with only Catherine by your side. While you had recovered, the arrangement went on as planned under the guise of your sickness affecting your judgment. Dobby's eyes smoldered something in your belly, deep and primal. I do not wish for you to change. You don't need to love me. Just work with me. Give me your affluence and I will give you an army. You and I can rule a kingdom. I have all the power, but you hold the prestige and knowledge. Together we can change the way things are. You swallowed hard, truthfully. This is all you've ever wanted, a chance to change things. Throw away antiquated traditions, all wrapped and gifted by the last man you ever thought would. You don't have to sell me. I already agreed to your terms. He smiled, kissing your hand. Oh, princess. Oh, or should I say queen? You have no idea how happy you've made me. But I have a long day and I shall retire to my chambers. Slowly he pressed your hand to his lips. Tomorrow we will be wed, but for tonight, you may rest. You made it way to your chambers and quickly changed into your nightgown, as the stress of the day, making sleep a must. You shifted in your sleep, terror of the day replaying in your mind. When something tapped on your face, waking you, tired eyes inspecting what it could be, you jerked away, seeing the naked body of Dobby lying in your bed kicking him in the arm until he woke with a grin. Why are you abusing me? He asked, his voice thick with sleep, his bright blue eyes covered by heavy lids. 
Why are you in my bed? Ah, oh, we have to sleep together. It's part of the contract, remember? Not in my room. He grabbed your ankle, pulling you closer, his head resting on your lap. I haven't had time to fix a nice enough room, so for now, I will sleep with you. Now go to sleep. His eyes closed and you smacked him in the head. He didn't move, just grunted in annoyance. Have you no manners? No, but you did forget a goodnight kiss. There's no goodnight kiss for you. Well, there is one for you. Pulling you down by your thighs, his body pinned under him. His black hair fell around him and the stars glittered on his golden hoops at his lips. His hand grabbed yours, another cradled your neck. Slowly his lips pressed down onto yours and you could feel the roughness of his burnt skin, the metal of his lips and nose, and slowly your breath left you as you noticed he hadn't fought him. Not even considered resisting him. Your eyes closed, trying to hide some of the shame that reveled in the moment. Your hand intertwined with him as the kiss deepened and you found yourself gasping for breath. He pulled away, your arm wrapped around his back. I am sorry. His eyes narrowed back at you. No, darling. My queen is never sorry. She takes what she wants, free from those who oppress women to be father or son or husband or even God. She leads with me unapologetically. His words ran through your mind and then through your heart. This is not what you were taught marriage was, but it was better. It felt right. Your queen, she wants more. You say, guilt fleeting with each second. Then more you shall have, my queen. As he showered you with kisses along your neck, slowly tasting sweetness at the tip of his tongue, and to your surprise, it felt a bit metallic. His attention turned to the top of your nightgown as his fingers slid towards your cleavage. With soft touch, his fingers caressed your breast and your hand covered your face. But he continued, kneading the softness of your breast. Are you ashamed of me? He asked. No, you huffed breathlessly. I know that I am a scarred man. You have already done so much for me by accepting me as I am. You do have not to you don't have to gaze at me with lust, but I will do it for you. Don't say that, you said, holding on to his back. I'm just nervous. I don't think of you as a monster. I just I need I need you just as much as you need me. In this we are partners. Perhaps we can love one day. But for now, we will work together and make our blood of our enemies. With a smile so devilish that she couldn't help but tremble, Dobby ripped her nightgown, its fabric broken easily, exposing your body to the elements. He covered your nipples with his mouth and his suckled, making your skin burn with a sweet sensation of pleasure. His tongue felt smooth and cold, as well as hot and wet, flicking between sensations. Your hand traveled up your thighs, leaving goosebumps in its warm absence. His mouth to your ear spread those legs wide for your king, and slowly your legs opened around him, two fingers exploring the outside of your labia, his fingers slicking with each touch as he circled your clit, instinctively your body tense. Trust me, 
His words smelled like poison that you wanted to receive with parted lips. His lips pressed against yours and his fingers moved gently along your clit, stimulating you in a way that you had never felt. His tongue explored yours and it confirmed it. Another ring around his tongue and your body twitched in pleasure. The taste of his tongue and the metal of his mouth, the heat of your needle became too much for your mind and your hips rocked against his movements, his erection rubbing against your hips. One of his fingers slipped between your folds, making your moan louder and making you ache for something more, something deeper. Your hands pulled back into his hair. I, I want more. His face beamed with pride. Then let me give you more. And you let go of his hair and your hands explored his body. The scars took a pupil hue, separating between pain and flesh, rough and soft all at once. And your hands explored his erection. Are, are these rings? You asked nervously. <laughs> he gave your head a small shake it's called a jacob's ladder i promise you'll enjoy it so relax lay back i am being generously soft today but i'm not sure for how long i can keep this up his hands clapped around your thighs spreading them further exposing your pressing he wiggles his tongue against your sensitive skin as if rushes of soft wounds and whispers fall from your mouth without hesitation he spreads your lips with a surging flat forward breaking tongue against your clit. The metal of the doorbell brushes directly over your clit as he wiggles. Your tummy pushes forward as you cover your face, biting back a moan. Your legs try to close around his head, but his arms keep you in place. This spurred him on, kiss, pressing kisses along the length of your opening and back to your clit. Dobby's tongue alternates between lapping and suckling, curling around your clit with unknown expertise. And you find yourself in tears of pleasure, overwhelmed and wanting more. Your body tensing as he pulled his tongue out of you and lapped the moisture that dripped down your thighs. Dabi groans into you as your body falls limp and burns with desire. I, I don't know what happened. Dabi sat up between your thighs, his hard cock rubbing against your clit. That, my queen, is called coming. And now you should try to get more familiar with that feeling. It will happen quite a lot. You moan. This, it, it feels good. Liberating. His smile widened. And in a moment, you can see the young man who had charmed you with his shy smiles from his golden cage. The princely young man, now a villain to some and a murderer to others, was nothing more than a man who's wronged and tortured into his monstrous appearance. But evil is subjective, but your lust for him was not. He didn't need to change. He was now free. And I must learn to be free. Dobby, fuck me harder. His eyes softened. Don't blame me if it hurts. His cock slipped from your cunt. He pushes in and you squeeze your eyes shut, unaccustomed to something so large entering you. He massaged your hips and with his hands and paws once as he filled you, waiting for to let you adjust. His head falls between your neck, groaning, and he pulls out slowly and thrusts back in, entering you inch by inch. His breath, hard and deep, are biting your nails digging into his back. Are you in pain? he asked. No. 
He kisses you again and continues moving his hips, and after a few moments of him gently thrusting into you, your nerves started to fall away. It wasn't as painful, and you found yourself starting to meet his thrust. Harder, you gasped. And he began pumping in faster, and you could hear the sound that his skin made against yours, the faster thrust. His hands pulled your hips higher, penetrating you even further. The new angle had him hitting you in just the right spot, which made you gasp for air. Your nails scraped along his back as the traps of sweat fell from his forehead. Your mind shattered as you compulsed aroused him, the cold metal of his piercing adding a much needed friction. Come for me, come on my cock, he encourages you. He moaned as your body releases its worries and all of his stress. Then you felt him touching your clit, rubbing circles into you as he thrust. The room once again filled with the cries of pleasure and his fingers moved quickly and within a few moments you came, screaming and throbbing around his cock. Dobby rolled your orgasm and kept thrusting until he reached his, quickly pulling out, releasing his satisfaction over your hips and thighs. He quickly got up and retrieved napkins and softly removed the evidence of your indiscretions. Now rest. Tomorrow will be the day of our union. Your body ached, but your mind could no longer rest. You paid your head to his chest. I don't know if I can, you said with a whisper. That's fine. We'll just stay up and make plans. When you finally arose, the high sun in the sky. Catherine helps you get out of bed, your legs shaking like a child learning to walk. I would have woken you up sooner, but Dobby said to let you rest. Your chest is ready and waiting for you, and breakfast is pulled aside. She stopped speaking with a pain look on her face. Princess, we can still run. No. No more running, you say as you wash your face. But the people, what would they say? Your mother will be displeased. You laughed bitterly. Then let them think what they shall. I am the new queen, and I will not be under anyone's judgment. Things will change because I will it. And you will see how much better things can be. Catherine Sard, so people will see you as a traitor to the crown, a villainess. But I will be on your side. You smiled at the Catherine as you hold her in your arms. Good. Because I will always need your support. So, uh, thank you for joining me. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Uh, it was definitely a fun read and it was most definitely a very fun write. So, thank you for your support and I hope you continue to tune in. So, thank you. Bye.